Welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. We got a good one today. We're going to talk about the big key games from week three. First, we're going to kickstart with Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. After that, we want to talk about Bills Mafia versus Miami. And then after that, we got the four o'clock game, Green Bay versus Tampa. And we got the Sunday night game, Denver versus San Fran. And we're going to go to the Monday night game, Cowboys versus Giants. Five games, one dude. We're going to cover it. Let's kick start off. Pittsburgh versus Cleveland Browns. Might I just say, let me let me cover the Browns first. You know, they were they were the winner winner chicken dinners of that one. I, now I was I was rooting for the Steelers, but you know, when you have Mr. Trubisky, it kind of sucks. Let's cover the Browns. Jacoby Brissett, this dude, ever since he went to Indy, Indy I've said that he's underrated. He's just criminally underrated. The game that he had, by the way, against Steelers, even though TJ Watt is not there, and I get it, he makes up the Steelers' offense or defense, doesn't matter. It's still Mike Tomlin. It's still Pittsburgh defense. You still got Cam Hayward. You still got Minka. And you got Jacoby Brissett back there. But here's where my underrated goes with he's an underrated guy Jacoby Brissett that game 21 of 31 220 yards two touchdowns that's a pretty good game especially going up against Pittsburgh's defense that's a really good game on top of that his QBR this year is 62.6 now you want I'd be saying wow that's pretty good it's really good He's a top 10 QB in the NFL with that. He's number nine. On top of that, his passer rating is 94.5. I mean, I'm sorry, 94.3. That's really good. Really good. To put that in perspective, he's also top 10. So judging on the QBR and the passer rating, he's top 10 in those categories. Not throwing, not the yards, obviously, not the touchdowns because he has four touchdowns of the season and he's barely, he's not even close to a 1,000 yet. But based on those stats, he's top 10 right there. Not saying he's a top 10 quarterback right now, but he's definitely, I'd say, top 17. He's definitely not 17. I'd say top 16. He ain't the back half of the worst. He is there. Brissett is that guy. He's just a solid guy to have. Obviously, we have Deshaun Watson out because of the whole um, massage parlor. You get the guy Jacoby Brissett for not that much money for a backup. That's solid. And he will win you games. On top of that, you got Nick Chubb. Obviously, Nick Chubb helps a lot, a lot with Jacoby Brissett's stat, judging on his because of his running and how he basically – is averaging a hundred yard over a hundred yards a game, but Nick Chubb last game one hundred thirteen yards and a touchdown. Obviously, that's going to help Jacoby Brissett in the passing game, create a lot of play action and all that. But another thing with Jacoby is that he is one of the best red zone passers in the league. He's pretty much almost automatic. If you watch the game, 
Every time they were in the red zone, they scored. Almost every time. I, like 80% of the time they scored. Because Jacoby Brissett is a really good red zone passer. Another thing. Cooper. Amari Cooper. He looks good. Everybody thought that he'd do bad because new team don't really got a set quarterback until week 11. Cooper had 101 in a, yards and a touchdown. He had over 100 yards the last game before. Well, I mean, it was against the Jets, but even then, he still had over 100 yards. Browns are looking good. And uh, by the way, um, everybody probably heard the news, but Miles Garrett got in a really bad car accident. Hope he's okay. Hope he could come back soon. Hopefully, he could come back for the game this Sunday. Um, obviously, he was released from the hospital. So hopefully, hopefully he'll do. He'll be back, back, better than ever. All right, moving on to Pittsburgh. Mitch Trubisky is not your guy right now. You got to start Kenny Pickett. Let him get involved with the game. He's watching. He's watching from the sidelines. This dude named Mitch Trubisky not be able to do anything. Now I get it. The offensive coordinator with Big Ben. Big Ben liked to call a lot of audibles. Now with Big Ben out. He's like, all right, I want you to run my plays. You ain't calling no audibles for Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is not the guy to call audibles anyway. That meant much. He's not He's not him. He isn't. Kenny Pickett could be him. Kenny Pickett could be the starter. We saw what he could do during preseason. Let's see what he, what he could do during the regular season. They could be really good if they start Pickett. This offense might get like a boost of energy around him, him and his small hands. Another thing is Najee Harris. It's rough because you can't have him the center of the offense. You really can't. With Big Ben out, there's not going to be much passes during uh, checkdown passes because Trubisky just doesn't do that stuff. And offensive line's horrible, so they can't even run the ball. And that's also probably another reason why Mr. Trubisky isn't that good. By all means, I'm not defending him like he's really good. It's just... Any quarterback that has a bad offensive line, they're going to play bad. And the Steelers have one of the be- worst, sorry, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Once I get that up, though, I, I really do think that this team was like the Broncos situation last year. All they need is O-line and a QB. This team could be good. They got the young threats with Chase, Claypool, George Pickens, and Deontay Johnson. And you also have Najee. And I like Pat Fryerman. Those are real. That's a really good talent. Defense is really good. Now all you need is an O line and that set QB, and you're set. Not saying. I mean, I'll get into the Broncos more in depth later, but I'm not saying by any means that the Broncos are good. I, let me let me get into the Broncos later. That, that, that's a later issue for another topic for a future time in this podcast. Obviously, next one is Bills versus Miami. Bills lost that one. No one expected it. Now there are two teams in the league that are 3-0, Eagles and Miami. And before I get started with this game for Florida, there's obviously a bad hurricane. Hopefully everybody's doing okay. Anyway, started off with Bills versus Miami. Miami Dolphins. We're starting off with the Dolphins first. Tua. 
We all saw him take that hit after he threw it, and when he went back, he looked like he was just trying to protect his body a lot and just wind up getting his head all the way back and hitting it. And it looks like he just got really bad whiplash. Got up, stumbled horrible, got taken to the locker room because of NFL rules, then came back out later. Any other time, I think this dude is getting taken out of the game because of NFL concussion protocol. But doctor said it was something with his back that made him act like that. Ah, I don't know, though. So obviously there's going to be that whole talk of what really happened. Two of those still had a pretty good game. Uh, only threw 18 times, but who cares? They get, got a touchdown, and then you have this man named Jalen Waddle. 102 yards receiving. Insane. Insane. Him and Tyreek. I know Tyreek had a quiet game. But man. That's just a scary duo. What Tyreek say? Lamborghini and a Ferrari lined up right next to each other. And I'm excited to see tonight's game too. So that's why I'm doing this podcast before. Because I knew I was slacking yesterday. I, I didn't do it. I had a lot of homework. I was tired. But that's not an excuse. Keep up with the grind. Anyway, Miami's defense, though, looked phenomenal. They stopped Diggs. Diggs had seven receptions for 74 yards. That is a version of stopping Diggs. That is absolutely, because you have Allen at quarterback. You have Diggs over here at receiver. Oh, my God. But that's still good. Miami's defense is one of the best defenses in the league. I'm going to say that right now. Because, and I think everybody should agree with that, the fact that they managed to stop Allen, because let me tell you something. He, they they did stop Allen very well. And you might say, well, no, they didn't. Absolutely, they did. Based on the, the year that Allen is having right now, right this very second, is crazy. It's crazy. Him and Lamar Jackson. Allen's already hit 1,000 yards passing. And for the game, he threw 63 times and had 400 yards. I guarantee you any quarterback, if they throw six. 63 times at like a really high level is going to get 400 or more passing yards. He also had two touchdowns. I'm telling you, they stopped Allen. They they didn't stop him, but they gave enough leverage for their offense that's really good too to get the points to be make up for it. Allen too also was a leading rusher for the team. He had one less rush than Devin Singletary. That's not good. Bills need to run more. You got James Cook, you got Zach Moss, and you got Devin Singletary. That's a pretty, it's not a three-headed monster, but they're good backs. And I really like James Cook. You guys need to run more. You guys, If you guys run more, it could lead Allen to throw a lot better than what he is now. And that's a scary thought. Miami's secondary, though, with Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, and Byron Jones. They stopped Diggs. They stopped a lot of the passing game. I get it. He had 400 yards passing. Goes back to my point, though. 63 passing attempts. They really stopped. Stopped them. Sorry. If you can't see through it, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Next game. Green Bay versus Tampa. Aaron Rodgers said he saw something on the Jumbotron. What do you think he saw? Obviously, I saw the Pat McAfee thing where he said, 
Well, you know, I just saw some earlier during the two-minute warning, and I uh, relate it back to Matt LaFleur. I don't know if he related back to the offense coordinator, but, uh, you know, I just saw some. Yeah, see some. You saw some signs. You saw some signal. You saw some that they did and said this is what they're going to do. Rodgers had a good game. Passed 35 times, made 35 times, made 27 of those with 255 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. That's a pretty good game for Rodgers. Brady passed 42 times, made 31, 271 yards, and a touchdown. Both these teams, from watching the game, both these teams, both have really good defenses. Green Bay has a really good defense. Tampa has a really good defense. Rodgers didn't have, doesn't really have any receivers. All of them are pretty much brand new to him. Cobb, you know, getting older, so that sucks. And you got rookies. Alan Lazard, he at least knows a little bit, too. The thing is, is Green Bay needs to run more. If you're going to have Rodgers do really good, run more. Both the running backs both ran 12 times. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have these running backs run about 17 to 20 times a game, both of them each. I want A.J. Dillon to run 17 to 20 times a game, and I want Aaron Jones to run 17 to 20 times a game. And yes, absolutely, I have Aaron Jones on my fantasy team, so I'm asking that. But in a, in a non-biased fantasy situation, they need to run the ball. If they want to create passing plays, run the ball. Do some play actions. It's going to help out Rodgers a whole lot. Another thing, Tampa. That game, they only ran Leonard Fournette, what, 13 times? Gotta run him more. I'm running Fournette a lot more that game. And Keyshawn Vaughn. Because Brady was out with Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and Chris Godwin. He had Russell Gage. Yeah, Russell Gage. Um, I think he was Perriman was even out. He had Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, and um, I think it's Scotty Miller. I'm pretty sure it's Scotty Miller and Cole Beasley, who they just signed. Run the ball. You run the ball, it helps out Brady a whole lot, and it doesn't turn out to this game where it's 14-12 to 12 Green Bay. Obviously, that penalty did not help them at all. It's just try to score the two-point. So, that's my takes on those two teams, though. Run the ball. If you run the ball a lot more, you will see a lot more progress between you guys for like team-wise and how much you guys will grow better, especially for Green Bay. If Green Bay runs the ball. This duo knows each other. The line knows how they work. It was receivers with Romeo Dobbs, uh, Christian Watson, Alan Zard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins. That's a whole new group of wide receivers because Devontae Adams is gone. You lost your receiver, receiving core, pretty much. Help out Rodgers run a lot more. Run about 17 to 20 times with those two guys. All right, let me, hang on. I'm going to drink some water real quick because I'm about to get into this Denver versus San Fran game. Hang on. All right. All right. And yes, I drank out of a Bronco cup because that... You know, I just feel a lot smarter, more smarter when I drink out of it. All right. Uh, there's, there's my comedy for today.
So funny. So, so funny. Anyway, game was ugly. I'll even tell you that. Fans will tell you that watching the game. Game was ugly. Bottom line with that one. Fourth quarter, though, I will debate anybody with. I felt the fourth quarter was when it really started picking up. Number one. Actually, let me let me let me back up. Let me let me back up a little bit here. Let me talk about some the San Francisco 49ers. Because I'm gonna get really into depth with this whole game after I talk about them. Jimmy G, you know. 18 for 29, 211 passing yards, a touchdown, and, and a pick. Jimmy G game, you know? Average Jimmy G game. In the first quarter, Brandon Ayuk looked unstoppable. The whole offense looked really good. Not unstoppable, but really good. But, but, here's the thing. Trent got injured. That played a huge role. Debo, I'm surprised they're not doing much with Debo. I get it. Sertan was on him. Sertan is just locked down this year. He's one of the best corners in the NFL. If you want to debate otherwise, I, I if you want to say otherwise, then you're crazy. He's a top 10 corner in the NFL today. He had four pass breakups last game. Four. You kidding me? Sertan is that dude. Trent got injured. You know, it's sad to see. Now, as a Bronco fan, I watched the game. I was like, thank God. Just be out for the game because I, I would hate to see him get out for the whole year. Hopefully, he's okay. Hopefully, he can come back sooner than later. But the uh, game was boring. It was really just defense. That's all it was. I don't even say defense. Let me get into the Broncos because I'm, I'm struggling over here holding back. Broncos kill themselves. We lose to ourselves more than we do to the other team. Watch the games. Russ looked like Russ in the fourth quarter. He scrambled. He playmaked. He threw deep. Yeah, Russell Wilson threw deep this year. Can you believe that? Because I can't. He actually did it. Running did not look good. Uh, Melvin Gordon fumbled. So... Getting used to seeing that now, and I'm not liking it. Defense, though. We are definitely a top 10 defense in the league. Oh, yes. Randy Gregory is looking phenomenal. Sertan's looking phenomenal. Hurts to have Simmons out. But we still look good. Kareem Jackson looked good. Jonas Griffith last game looked really good. Um, Bradley Chubb looked really good. It's just the team is looking good defensively, offensively. By midseason, we will figure it out. Line will figure it out. Russ will figure it out. But let me shout out to Cortland Sutton, first of all. He is number five in receiving yards this year. Happy to see that. He's underrated. Whole receiving core is underrated. We have such a good receiving core. It's crazy. And people have not seen it yet because Russ is over here, you know, looking at fans, signing fan stuff, and looking at his bank account because of how much money's in it that we gave him and honestly I'm, I'm fine with what Eli said about Russ should have paid the punter that much money anyway Russ is right though and I've, I've been saying this as well chemistry is a huge thing you know we got a new head coach we got a new quarterback 
and I'm hating it because a lot of people are hating on us. A lot of people. But new head coach, new quarterback. That's a whole new coaching staff in general. That's huge. That's a huge change to everybody. To everybody. Defense has pretty much played together. But you got a dude like Russell Wilson stature right now in the backfield. And you don't know how to block. You don't know how to expect it, when to expect him to throw because these receivers and linemen have been blocking for some horrible people. Horrible people. Bridgewater's good, but not like Russ good. Flacco sucks. Case Keenum sucks. Osweiler sucks. I mean, I could list the whole names that have played for us, but I'm not going to because that's pretty boring, and honestly, I'd get some PTSD. Anyway, Broncos won. That's all that matters to me, 11-10, to 10, even though it looked horrible. It looked like some sort of soccer score. It was just so bad. It was so bad. Running the ball, we looked bad. Throwing up until the fourth quarter, we looked bad. It's just, Russ looked like Russ in the fourth quarter. We actually let this man cook. Hey, but you know what? Shout out to the punter. He got AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Yay! All right. Now on to Dallas versus the Cowboys. I actually believed, I did, I really did, that the Cowboys were going to win this game. Or not Cowboys, the Giants. I think a lot of people did. Sad to see, though, that they lost. I mean, 31 NFL fan bases hoped the Cowboys was. I mean, the Cowboys were going to lose. It's just that simple. But Cooper Rush is 3-0, 4-0 now as a Cowboys starter. Uh-oh. Who do we have under here? Cooper Rush. Oh, my goodness. 21 for 31, 215 passing yards, a touchdown. He played good. He played really good. I mean, Tony Pollard, they need to start him. He's better than Zeke. We all know it. He's younger than Zeke, faster than Zeke. His motor's higher than Zeke, but it just sucks. When you're paying this much money to Ezekiel Elliott, you got to start him. But it's good because they were getting the same amount of shares. So Tony Pollard had over 100 yards rushing. Zeke had 73 yards rushing, one touchdown. He had it on 15 carries while Pollard had his on 13. Saquon, though. Comeback player of the year right here because, you know, Christian McCaffrey is injured yet again, and he'll probably be out. But Saquon, 14 rushes, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, my gosh, I hope he's healthy. I hope he is healthy. He looked really good. Daniel Jones, he gets so much hate. I mean, there's times where, yeah, the ball is questionable coming out of his hands, but he gets so much hate. That interior offensive line is horrible. Uh, Evan Neal had a block, by far the hardest person to block in NFL right now on the coming off the edge. Micah Parsons, it's so difficult to block him. So I don't blame a rookie having struggles over there. I still think Evan Neal will be a very good offensive lineman for them one day. Andrew Thomas is the best left tackle right now in the league. It's no question. He has a gr the best PPR grade right now. And uh, another thing that sucks is Sterling Shepard is out. He's out. The field sucks. 
Beckham even said the field sucks and they need to change it. It's time to change it. Um, Kenny Galladay, by the way, if you did not watch the game, he got as many yards and receptions as you did as you did that night, that same exact night. That's right, zero yards and zero receptions, but this guy is getting paid $19 million to do that. He just looks so bad. He looked bad last year. He looked bad this year. When you when you get that much money, you know what happens. You give up. Don't do that, kids. Don't do that. And yes, I am a kid. So I'm telling myself, don't do that. Don't do that at all. C.D. Lamb dropped that big pass over the middle, like, like left middle. It was a post that he ran, and he just dropped it. Obviously, they still won, so it doesn't matter. So it's probably a good thing because he would have gotten some hate emails, messages, whatever. He still had a pretty good game, though. Eight receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Noah Brown has one of the most targets in the red zone. So if you have him on your fantasy team, or even still a free agent, pick him up. He has the most. One of the most... He doesn't have the most, but he is one of the most targeted people in the red zone in the National Football League right now. Even he had a great game, though, I think. Five receptions, 54 yards. That's pretty good. That's really good, I think, for for someone that's Noah Brown-esque. But sad to see. Sad to see that. Cowboys won. So all those Cowboys fans are, we're going to the Super Bowl. <sighs> anyway, Micah Parsons, though, he didn't have a sack that game. I mean, he's been dealing with a stomach virus, but he didn't have a sack that game. The tackles, I'm, oh, wow, boys crack. The tackles are really good. They're really good. He, I mean, Parsons still got a lot of pressures, but the tackles are just really good for the Giants. Just build the interior in your set. So, Cowboys win. Broncos win. Whole AFC West loses, except for the Broncos. It was pretty good. Broncos are now tied. First in the division. And that's how I'm going to end it. I'll catch y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Have a good one. Peace!